Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. We all are in this cultural trance. Don't think. Accept what is. Accept what authority says is true. Accept what authority says is true. There will be a complete breakdown of social order. A war of all against all. Dark times are ahead. Dark times indeed. Welcome to the apocalypse, Mr. Squidward. You're listening to Conspirifact. Hey, I'm Wes. And I'm Bill. And this is Conspirifact. The Conspirifact Network, bitches. Conspirifact comes to you every Friday on Aftermath.fm, except for last Friday. We didn't, we didn't come in at all. But that's okay. But uh, we hope it you is. guys had a great Christmas and uh, enjoyed the time with family. Bill, did you have a good Christmas? I had an outstanding Christmas with my family, and I was able to make contact with some friends, do all the things that you need to do at this time of year. You extend some love, tell everybody how much you care about them, you know, did all the reach outs, you know, well, and then of course, you know, spent a lot of quality time, watch the kids open the gifts and and do all the fellowship. It was a great experience. How about you, Wes? That sounds great. Yeah, I also spent time with family. I drove down to visit family in Albany, and that was great. Uh, took my mom and brother to go uh, see Spider-Man because they wanted to see it and uh, they hadn't seen it yet. So I, I, I wanted to see it a second time anyway. So took them and we just spent time together and laughed and had good food. And as I was trying to leave, it started to snow. I thought, wow, it's a white Christmas, technically. Oh, yeah, because it happened before midnight. That was actually it, pretty dope. Yeah, it was like coming down. And then a, a buddy sold me some body armor that uh, I guess it used to belong to you. I didn't know that until as I was buying it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, no wonder Bill was on my ass about buying it. No, and, because I knew the place would fit you, my friend. Yeah, he they and I were, both agreed that, yeah. that you're being a little bitch and you need to host more Airsoft games. <laughs> well, I mean, between, you know what, this, this does bring up something interesting. You said you had a listener on Beyond Ground Zero who said the guy who joins you on this show, me, sound like occasionally I'm on something. <laughs> and when you explained to him that I own a trucking company, I do mortgages, I also have children, I'm very involved in their lives, and of course I do a podcast, and I, and it, which is also done late at night. When you look at the total number of things that happen during the day, the amount of sleep that I get is not a lot. 
So I use caffeine in order to offset that deficit. So if you hear me being up a little bit or maybe a little bit chattery, that's because the caffeine's kicked in and I'm on fucking tilt, bro. I mean, this is, when you don't get sleep, use caffeine. So I'm sorry if I, I, I am on something. I'm commonly known as sleep deprived and enjoying caffeine. Rockstar is my personal need. You know what I mean? And if you'd like to make it so Bill does not have to take so much caffeine and have more free time, you can always give us a tip. If you want to use the tip jar, that is going to be ground, not ground zero. It's going to be conspirifact tip jar at gmail.com. We've got grounds around the brain. Yeah, we currently have PayPal set up for that. I'm still working on trying to get Venmo going because I know that's, that's popular with the people my age, all the, the kids. Aren't there a few other ones that are out there? I'm not all spun up on that. I know Venmo's kind of a thing. What is it? Patreon and those are like the biggies. Patreon is that's more of a um, kind of more of a purchasing thing. It's not really really a tip jar. Oh, okay. So with Patreon, we have to actually commit to providing people with content on a regular basis, and that can be subject to copyright claims in some circumstances. So you have to be careful with that one. But uh, shout out to Paul, who sent us 50 bucks last week. That was really awesome of you, Paul. Appreciate that. Merry Christmas to us. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. I mean that. Definitely. That was definitely a Christmas gift right there. That was the biggest donation we've gotten so far. So, Well, I'd like to give, I'd like to give Paul a special ho, ho, ho. Thank you very much, Paul. We appreciate it. You are definitely helping us uh, build and keep our, our equipment dialed in. And Wes is doing – he's put a lot of money out on this. And this is helping him recover some of that. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. Uh, I really did put some money out because a year ago we, I had a mixer, but it wasn't giving me the, the control I wanted. So I'd go buy an additional piece of equipment. And, Absolutely. Uh, I've actually forgot how much. Yeah, that was actually like a $400 piece of equipment. I thought it was yeah. only like a couple hundred bucks. I was, I, I went, I, I bought a really special one that can con, like control and record like eight tracks of audio at once if I so chose. So, um, Probably more, definitely more than I, I needed. I just thought, that, oh man, if we're gonna have guests on, I'm gonna record all of it. Yeah, that was dumb. But you know, you not it. dumb. Just another piece of equipment that we could use at a later date or exactly. utilize in live pub, oh, live broadcast, which could happen. Exactly. But yeah, we really enjoyed making the uh, Christmas special for you guys, and we're glad that a lot of you guys enjoyed it. I, I haven't gotten any negative feedback on it yet, um, which is great. Um, but uh, unfortunately, after some things had gone wrong with that episode, I've decided that I'm not going to do anything like that. Um, probably never again, uh, just because it was a lot of time, energy, effort. I was up until 5 a.m. Christmas Eve getting it done. Mm-hmm. And uh, the network couldn't even be bothered with playing it. And I haven't even gotten a response yet as far as what went wrong. And I've been checking in with people. I know that that was brought up in the staff meeting for Aftermath as to what happened so they could figure it out. Uh, I don't think there's any malicious intent there. And um, we've addressed this in the past with us producing new episodes. And we're always given an excuse and then expected to accept that excuse. And um, I just see things differently. If something goes wrong and I could have prevented it, then it's always, I'm sorry, that's never going to happen again. And I make the adjustments. I never just sit there and go, well, it's bad equipment. There's nothing you can do about it. No, I'm going to work until I fix it. That's just my work ethic. And that's why you're good at what you do, Wes. Yeah. That's why you get paid to do this. Now, see guys, remember for this specific show, I feel like 
uh, Wes does an exorbitant amount of work, and we do it, you know, in essence, we do it for free other than the tips that you guys provide because the way our crowdfunding works with um, the Aftermath Network is going to take a very long time to accrue any value that is going to come back and see us monetarily. So Wes is doing this all basically gratis. We're doing it because we're friends and we're enjoying doing this stuff together. And we're glad that you, we have so many fans that are supportive. So obviously I want to go back to that and say thank you. And thank you, Wes, for being so professional and taking care of business. No, thank you. No problem. It's actually, it's a pleasure. I enjoy doing a lot of the work. Uh, the only problem is that I have to do all this work in addition to my regular full-time job, which really is full-time and there's some weeks where i work like 40 50 hours just doing ground zero and then conspire fact is another five ten on top of that and um plus I'm, I'm committed to going to the gym and working out so there's some times where clyde will, will talk to me and say did you watch this show and this show and this show i'm going bro i don't know what what universe you're in where you have the time to be able to watch that but i was busy doing all kinds of shit. All you know, there's times where I don't get a chance to watch because with doing Ground Zero, I'm expected to watch pop culture in order to make montages. And there's just oh, some yeah, weeks yeah. where I don't have time to watch anything until the weekend. And so that's why sometimes it takes me months to finish watching a show because I just don't have the time. Look, so, I'm gonna say this, man. The best answer when anybody comes at you about have you watched a show, you're like, bro, I'm getting swole, son. <laughs> I don't play. All right, I live. All right, that's what I do. You know what? Yeah. You see me. You like how you visualize a pyramid? You know it's a pyramid. You look at me and say, "That man lives." That's all you need to know. That's it. So, um, I mean, not to—I mean, not to derail this discussion, but did you see the uh, latest headline? I know you want to drop that bomb. I think it's—I think it's quite interesting. Yes. So we were excited a month ago when someone was proclaimed not guilty, and now we are excited when someone was proclaimed guilty. Ghislaine Maxwell, or Ghislaine Maxwell, has Ghislaine. become guilty of five <laughs> out of six of the sex trafficking charges she was hit with. And we all say, thank God. Well, I have a question about that, all right? Because I did see some information unfounded at this point. I cannot verify it. I did a two-second deep dive, and I was not able to verify uh, the headline I saw. But I understand that potentially they could have sealed the records, so there could be no further prosecutions of the people who were involved. I think that's I, – I want to get a little deeper on that. And, guys – if you do a little bit of research and you guys can fill us in on the aftermath forums for our for our podcast, I'd appreciate it. I'd like to engage with you guys about that and what your feelings are. But if indeed this person is obviously she was obviously guilty. That was you know pretty layman's in terms of it had been a shock if she was not. But if they protected the people who were engaging on that island. You have to you have to lay questions like what in the hell is going on? You see what I'm saying? I was hoping this was going to create a cascade, and it didn't. It it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Yeah. Another thing I know is that she just turned sixty as of Christmas Day. She's a Christmas baby. She must be a werewolf, bro. She's got to be a werewolf. That's exactly what I was telling you before the show. <laughs> I know you were. Uh, that's why I used it. it. Made me sound intelligent, shit. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. You'll live in the zoo. Behind the, behind the bars, you ain't driving cars. No, she's uh, she's looking at up to 60, 60 years. So she theoretically... Okay, I'm, I'm going to lay it down here. I'm going to bet you one dollar. One American dollar. That she spends less than 
five years in actual prison and she's going to be like um like you know, like probably like low jacked or something she's for the probably rest going to rich people prison because she's right she's at risk of um being attacked so she's probably going like minimum security like you know like where jordan Belfort went to prison at the end oh, okay, of, okay. of uh Dude, of i see Street. him commuted too. there I, I could see him suspending it in some way. Like, they'd be like, look, you're going to be on house arrest. You're going to live in your big ass building because you know people. And she's going to write a book because I think that would be part of it. Like, look, we're going to make a dope deal. We're not going to play this out. You're not going to be able to write books and shit about all the people you were dealing with because you could hurt too many people. Or he, she's going to get zipped. I think if it means that she gets to live in a place where she can play tennis and not serve any really hard time, but that means that she's giving up the names of every single person that oh, that'd be she so knows awesome. is guilty, then I'd be like, okay, I think that's a fair trade. But she should still, I mean, she still needs to be convicted and, and have her name dragged through the mud and all that that fun stuff. That needs to still happen. Um, Look, man, I mean, if, she uh, could, yeah. if she could bring them all down, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> Give that bitch a Porsche. I'm good. Just do it. <laughs> Just take them all down. I'm good. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's okay what she did, but I'm saying, you know what? Getting them all would be worth it. Yeah, because so, what they did yeah. is they just basically caught the Rolodex. And so it's like, yeah, she oh. needs to be punished, which she's going to be punished. But with this situation, I feel like if she can give up some names and maybe she should, like, you know, go to prison at, like, a nice prison in exchange. <laughs> like, still be locked up. But, you know what I mean? Like, don't go to the prison where it's, like, rapey, even though she probably should go to a rapey prison because she assisted in cell block rape H. happening yeah cell block i'm a fist you bitch <laughs> so maybe, maybe well, not go to the prison where we're stabbing is a thing maybe go to the one where it's like maybe some light fingering you know oh um go to like uh what's her name the 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 person that hangs out with snoop doggy dog all the time what's her name uh, her um, uh, Martha Stewart yeah Martha Stewart yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably where she's gonna go I mean, that's right I remember hearing about that Martha Stewart went to like like rich white people prison where it was like yeah, she, she was like I'm gonna go ahead and macrame you some body armor no <laughs> one's getting shivved on my watch yeah because like, you know like, Martha Stewart was, Martha Stewart was like insider trading so she didn't do anything yeah. that was like horrific people were saying how unfair that was it's like well no she she just you know got some tips and Made some illegal <laughs> trades on the stock market. So, she got yeah. all the same information that everybody who's in elected office gets. She just wasn't in elected office. Thank you very much, Nancy Pelosi. I'm just saying. It just goes to solidify my belief that all politicians should go to jail at some point. <laughs> I think that should be a trade-off. You know what? You got your six years and your $100 million. Now you can spend 10 years in prison, and then you can get out and spend it afterward. Yeah, I, I somehow I somehow agree that might not be a bad plan. Um. But it does, you know, because, you know, actually, that's a good segue. Because, um, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else for Ghislaine, but there is definitely a lot of political turmoil that's been happening in this country. I think that's I think that's evident. Would you not agree? Of course. Well, I've been um, I've been obviously watching a lot of, you know, firearm stuff related items and and uh, a lot of the influencers on YouTube. They've kind of shifted their focus from the standard personal defense stuff into the, you know. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. The question of the big igloo, you know, the boogaloo, the, you know the aloha at a bar you know that whole program you know you know you know the civil war concept and there has been a shift in like perspective and i mean have you have you noticed that i know you watch a lot of the same stuff i do yeah so i watched uh t-rex arms not too long ago he was talking about how to build a rifle for a thousand dollars and one of the things he did is he pulled up a a rifle that was marked as a sport rifle and he goes uh, it was an air 15 he goes this is not a sport rifle this is a weapon of war. We need to stop saying that because that's why we're losing the the two A defending stuff. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like he actually the pulse to go ahead and just say that. What? It, oh you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was like talking with T Rex or whatever it was. I, I listen. I'm like, you know, <laughs> he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That meme came yes. to mind. Like, he's out of line. It's like, mm. you know, I mean, that's. I mean, I was like, dude, here's the thing. All right. And this this will segue into uh, a retraction I want to make later in the show about my feelings about a specific uh, style of, of, of focus in personal defense. But what, okay, to you, Wes, in the event that we go down the road, because I don't see civil war, I think we're currently in a domestic civil conflict in terms of belief systems. I think that's very evident, right? Um, but we're not in the, we're not in the window of a shooting war. We are definitely seeing, well, the last few years with all the riots and all that nonsense, that is still considered a, I don't know, civil unrest and, and you know stupidity, yes, but the violence level is not on par with a shooting war. In the event that it escalates to that next fact, that next situation, how do you think that plays out? And I know like guys like Frogman and a few other people who are our listeners or who are also members of, of the Aftermath Network, I know they'll have some feelings on this, but... I'm I'm curious. Shout out to Frogman, by the way. He's one yeah, of our most absolutely. engaged We love you. <laughs> I know, dude. You're you're busy, man. We're, um, that's why I'm bringing you up right now because I know you're gonna have feelings on this. But um, Wes, how do you think that plays out? Because I've done a significant amount of research, more than three or four minutes. I've spent at least seven to ten minutes on this. So <laughs> I would like to, I would like to hear your words on it. I'd like to feel your feelings on this. Do I think that we're about to go into another civil war? No, let's 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 not because we've already checked all the boxes on the on the on the on the ledge. We're there. Um, now, my question is, how does that play out? Rather than whether or not we're in a civil conflict, that's already happening. The question is, if it goes into a 
kinetic conflict, what happens? Who's doing what? And how is it happening? Well, we've already been in a kinetic conflict. Well, I mean kinetic in terms of body count, like legitimate body count. Not I'm talking about shooting, people going down. We've already had not, shootings. Three people does not count. <laughs> that is not enough. <laughs> okay. right, so the, I'm talking about, it's talking about people like, killing. Like, like groups organizing. That's, I mean, it's kind of what we yes. had when, when some of the Proud Boys showed up in Portland a couple of months ago. And, and okay, said, okay let me clarify that. that. Okay, let me clarify. Let's say that group of people or whatever let's say a group of people organized to that standard that goes into a we're not whipping people's asses we're putting people on their backs okay like you're planting daisies when they get done there's a shooting thing it's not it's not so it's not a physical with, violence. with intent to actually with intent kill. yeah i mean how do you think this all plays out because i have a very clear idea i mean i i'm gonna i'll i'll preface it with i guess that's a word uh with saying I'm thinking more along the lines of like the UK. I mean, I'm not in the UK, uh, but Ireland with the IRA. Where you, and there was like 3,300 people that died in that conflict throughout the for, for a very long amount of time. But who do you think is targeted in this process? I'm not sure exactly. I'm I'm still not understanding where you're trying to go. Okay. With this. Um. Okay. Let me. Okay. Let me. I'll give you. I'll flesh out my perspective, and then I'll let you kind of say yay, nay, or or whatever. So if you're going along the idea of like, you know, where the IRA, they were fighting for their, their, you know, obviously their religious justice or their freedom. Well, there were small groups of people that were loosely affiliated and certain, certain levels of, of coordination. They were conducting, for all intents and purposes, terrorist attacks, right? And they, they were targeting um, just, well, different, different political factions or, or whatever, right, to, to, to achieve their political goals. In the United States... A civil war, you're not going to have like the Mason-Dixon line. You're not going to have a geographic like separation. So it's not like people are going to go like, you know what? I'm angry. I'm going to go next door and, you know, gun down my neighbor. That's not realistic. That's not a thing. It may, it may happen, but it's not the normal. Now, do you think that these groups of people are going to go after political targets or are they going to be doing like the Proud Boy Antifa thing and gunning each other down like, like street gangs or do you, or I mean, how, this is what I'm saying. It's like, how does this go? How does this work? Not to be a broken record, but I think I already answered the question earlier that, that we've already started a revolution. It just doesn't feel like one. Uh, and that's the thing that a lot of people are, I think kind of are mistaken on is they think that the next American civil war is going to be like the last one that we're going to have clear defined sides. It's going to be gray versus blue. It's going to, yeah, you yeah. know, it's or red versus blue in this kind of a situation. And they, they think that it's, it's going to be very clearly defined. It'll be like Republican versus Democrat or whatever. It's not going to be. It, it, it isn't because it's, that's what we've had over the last year. That was, Clyde called it the color revolution. And that's exactly what we're going through right now is that we, we have a bunch of people who are fighting against the Republic or fighting for it. And really, actually, if you think about it, both sides hate the Republic because we have or hate the actions of the Republic, to clarify myself, because we had a year ago, January 6th happened, and that was mm -hmm. a group of right-wing people basically telling Congress and the Senate that they're not going to put up with their shit anymore and that they're, they want to make sure that they're hurt. 
doesn't matter whether or not they were right, wrong, whatever their intentions were, they sent a very clear message that they were not being listened to and that they wanted to be heard. I don't agree with the actions that they took. I don't agree with what happened there, but I definitely understand their pain. Same thing went on throughout the entire summer of 2020 and into mm-hmm. the end of the year. A group of people felt like they weren't being listened to by their local representation. And they took out their frustration on that local representation. In Portland, they took it out on the police and on the courthouse. I don't agree with the actions that they took. I don't agree with the graffiti. I don't agree with the throwing things, shining lasers, all that stuff that they did. I think that was childish, but they were taking out their frustration on what they perceived to be the problem. That's what I think the next civil war is going to be more of, is just people taking out their frustration on things that they don't care for. And I think, actually, really, the internet's probably going to be a battleground for that. You think that's we're going to the, what is it, fourth or fifth generation warfare, so it's information warfare? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to be digital terrorism. So if you think about it, I mean, someone, if someone reads a, a, a big thing that happens on Twitter, all these tweets that go after them, and they're afraid for their lives, that's an act of terror. They call it cyberbullying and things like that, but that's still an act of terror. If a group of people decide that they want to make one person feel like that their life is in danger, and oh, yeah. they, if, if a group of people can make it so that people that disagree with them can't ha- make a, a livelihood for themselves because they're getting fired and no one will hire them because they're oh, the, yeah, PR the cancel so culture. Bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cancel culture is a form of terrorism. It's just not literal. Physical terrorism. People may laugh at that that comment that I'm making, but it's a form. It's cyber terrorism, you know. And, and well, we, it's we pretty fucking impacting techniques. if you can't make a living. That's you know, if that if you're being canceled to the point that you've lost your job, you can you're not hireable. You are basically burned. That is pretty significant. That's like is. what is it? Financial murder. I mean, is, is that really what you're talking about? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. So. I think that's really what we're going to see is it's going to be a new form of warfare. World War One was fought with brand new technology. Same with mm-hmm. World War II. Korea, Vietnam, there's always some kind of a new technology that comes in whenever we have a new war. So I think the next war, World War III, American Civil War II, whatever you want to call it, is really going to be fought mainly in disorganized factions. And it's, it's, I think the politics are going to have a big play in it, but it's not going to be something that's going to be as clearly defined as we're fighting to free slaves or we're fighting to stop fascism. That stuff is going to come up, right? I think that's, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're in the same genre of my belief system with when people say, oh, there's going to be a civil war. And I'm like, who are you shooting? You know, that's the first question. I think it's already started. I think we've yeah, reached I mean, the level oh, I agree of, with that. I agree with that. The, the cultural warfare. Yeah, yeah the, the cultural warfare is already present. I agree with that. Um, what obviously, but the thing is, is that the cultural warfare may leave a financial body count, but does not leave a literal body count. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm pushing toward is when people are, I guess, canceled, um, and destroyed financially, you, they started having, oh, uh, kind of like that movie, uh, Falling Down, when, um, was a Michael, um, oh, Michael Douglas, when he loses his mind, but he gets fired from the defense agency and he goes on a shooting rampage or whatever and kills a bunch of people. That is, I think, the next iteration to, because people will go to, I've lost everything and I am pissed at the world and I'm doing what I do. That's, that's one set of, of delaminations. But I also think that you could hit a point 
where you militarize or radicalize groups that are far right, far left, doesn't matter. It's the same same face at the end. There's, these people are willing to do the dirt and they are willing to conduct um, kinetic outcomes or kinetic events in community places and to to create some type of objective you know to achieve some type of political objective which is terrorism and that is the that's the question of who and what happens when that happens because i see i see political reductions um because that's the easiest target because i mean let's be honest if you're a standard you know you're you're absolute middle of the road you know you're 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 the moderate on both sides you're you're like whatever man i just want to make a living and do my thing and you find out some far right or far left like political person gets zapped you're like oh, i don't give a shit you see what i'm saying it becomes you have it leaves the, the the mass um alone and allows them to keep you know continuing through their daily lives but the far uh, extremes of either side are in, in, or, or in a clear case of war, as long as it doesn't spill over and affect the meet, the middle, no one cares. So I think it's more polit I think there's going to be more politically objectivized uh, attacks as it goes forward rather than, you know, people saying, I'm going to support the police. I'm going to shoot at the police, you know, that kind of shit that I don't think that's going to be as prevalent. I think there's going to be like I think there's going to be more. um violence i think that's definitely going to be a thing and i think that the things that we saw specifically here in our state or in our city i think that is going to become widespread if things keep going the direction they're going what do you think uh, absolutely yeah I, I think that well it already is kind of widespread it's just we got the most attention because we were the most um we we're just the loudest you know, Maybe got the so, most coverage or whatever, because yeah. it seems the. I mean, because yeah. it seemed like a lot of people. Like when I was when I was back east, I was talking to people. They said, "Yeah, it really wasn't that big a deal here. It wasn't that active." And he goes, "But you know, damn, dude, Portland was game on." I'm like, "Well, it was, but it wasn't. But you know, like it's it's like it was very very focused in a small area because if that would have spilled into more um, suburban areas, that shit would have got stomped out quick." Because people are going to let that happen. That's correct. And actually, that was something that had come out where um, people had said, we're going to take these protests and this violence from the urban environments and we're going to take it out into the suburbs. And people in the suburbs said, no, that's not going to fucking happen. And even in Portland, they when they went and said that they were going to do that, they eventually changed their mind and just kept it in the urban area. They just moved it from downtown over to North Portland, northeastern Portland. They didn't take it over into the the nicer neighborhoods or into the suburbs. So, didn't that shit jump off though? Because it's not like there weren't homeowners there. Um, not that I can remember. Uh, it seemed like that neighborhood because it's because uh, North Portland is kind of a mixed bag. There's some more gentrified areas, and okay. there's areas that are kind of run down, but it's not it's not by any means a ghetto. The ghetto is out in Grasham, and <laughs> that that is true. That is accurate. Yeah, that is not a good part of town. There's parts there that is not so good. Right. So with North Portland, it, it from what I remember, they they took it to some areas that that weren't exactly the nicest, but they weren't exactly horrible either. So, um, but when they did a actually they did a protest right outside where I live, and it was peaceful and respectful, and I was like, yeah, that's how it goes, and and the you know nicer area. I mean, I don't live like a nice nice area, but it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not ghetto by any means. No, no. and um, yeah, so I, I think that just kind of that, that, that just kind of shows how 
they behave differently in different neighborhoods. That was um, that was at the peak of the kind of like the beginning of the BLM like you know awareness rallies and all that, right? That's that's what we're talking about. That time I'm talking about last year. I'm talking about 2020. Oh, okay. So they're still doing the, craziness. The awareness okay. stuff. I mean, the, the the phrase "Black Lives Matter" and the organization of it kind of started uh, after Trayvon Martin was killed, mm-hmm. and it didn't really start to become a thing that people knew about until about 2015, 20 around there. And mm-hmm. it, I remember hearing about it and hearing people talk about it around that time. And, and then once um, Colin Kaepernick did his thing, that made it very mainstream. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's that is true. Yeah, you're actually pulling up some history. So when okay, so let's, so let's fast forward back into the uh, more of the violent time that we've experienced here in Portland over the last couple of years, where there's been a lot more um, altercations. Um, now this is kind of where we talked about this um, in the beginning. I think it was one of the first episodes we did where I was talking about the, the tactical applications. Like, you know, if you're a, cause you're a concealed carrier, I'm a concealed carrier. Um, I obviously spent a lot of time doing instruction and all those type of things as well. Um, but I was very hesitant about the use of carrying or, or the, the utility of carrying a rifle or a carbine pistol in a bag. Um, and I know that sounds funny, but it's, you know, if you, if you take a, a carbine and you put a, you know, a pistol brace on it, it becomes pistol. So, and you can run a short barrel. So, um, I was very hesitant about that. Um, with our current climate. So then, and I, we talked about it in terms of the gray man technique or concept. And I said, Hey, you whip out a blaster like that. The police are going to ask questions and they, and probably is going to end you in jail because that's going to probably provide some level of intent. I am going to walk that back a little bit. And I'm going to say, as a concealed carrier, your first duty is to obviously protect yourself and your family and to seek a defensive posture and get the hell away. Use situational awareness. That's true. But in today's world, if shit jumps off, it is possible under a very specific circumstance 
that having a level of projection capability beyond a pistol, beyond a um, handgun, uh, is maybe prudent. There, there's my, there's my retraction. Okay, well, are, are you talking like open carrying with, with a? No, no, I never advocate okay. open carry ever, never, never. That invites more problems than it could ever solve. It does, but uh, I mean, that's you could argue that that's what caused a lot of the problems for Kyle Rittenhouse was that he was open carrying. If he wasn't yep. open carrying, he probably wouldn't have gotten death threats. Yeah, I wouldn't sling a rifle. No. Yeah. So, um, but I am saying, like, say Wes, let's say, let's say that you've. You are hyper aware of what's going on. You're paying attention. You're not being that guy. You're not putting yourself in a position to have issues. You are actively seeking not to have conflicts. You are not put going out to rallies and riots. And you're not, let's, let's just say that you're discounting all of those things. Um, but you do happen to work in an area that is not that great, right? Now, and or Or is more prone to having those problems happening, okay? It would not be out of line to say that you had a bag pistol, gun, or rifle. Uh, I don't even know what to say, an SBR. Let's say, let's just call it an SBR uh, to clarify. Have something like that in your office in the event shit jumped off and you needed to leave. But you'd have to be really low key with it because you would not want to be open carrying it in the event. It's a very specific circumstance that if you had to deploy it, you are not worried about the outcomes other than the outcome or the legal uh, response, you're worried about survival. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you whip that shit out like a lightsaber and be like, hey, everybody, I got this. It is a situation that is like, you know what? If I'm deploying this, the sky is literally falling. And that would be the... And because when you start looking at all all the entertainment videos on YouTube... They are glorifying the concept of busting one of these things out when necessarily it may not be a thing. And I'm saying if bullets are flying and you're like, you know what? I think I probably need to break out something a little bigger. That would be the time. So I'm amending my position on that. Gotcha. I am, I'm not saying that I carry an AR pistol because that's that's not my flow. But um, I'm not against someone if they are in the right circumstance, if they did have something like that, where it would be a reasonable thing to deploy. So you could have some projection. Look, you can deny area with the rifle that you cannot deny with a pistol. It just does not work as well. You could do more with a, you know, those, a rifle, a center fire rifle cartridge over a center fire pistol cartridge. It just, it just works better. Correct. So, yeah. I mean, well, what is your, what is your thoughts? Well, I feel like that's kind of a, Given uh, my my memory on the whole Grayman tactical thing was that it was also about dressing to look tactical and to look like you're you're coming out of a you know Tom Clancy video game or something like that. It was how people were dressing like wearing like five eleven jeans and and you know soft shell I did jackets see some with vertex. patches and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, wearing, I like, did see some vertex I, pants that were pretty dope. Yeah, I'm not I, lie. I, wearing like you know like proper BDUs, but they're like black instead of being an actual like camouflage pattern. That's what my understanding of what the whole gray man tactical thing was. Cause I, I talked about that in that episode, basically saying that, you know, I open carried for a very specific purpose. And that was to basically send the message that you're not going to mess with me and mm-hmm. everything else should be concealed. So I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know if you really retracted yourself that much. I mean, um, we were talking about like people who were basically like taking their SUV and putting a, a big panel behind their a seat. Placard, yeah. And, and then like, putting a like an AR-15 pistol with like mag pouches and like trauma kids and shit like that and it's like going well I don't 
I do. Uh, yeah, do I do hold fast to that. You yeah. do not advertise. Oh, that is well, not a good really plan. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that you, you took the responsibility to, to stay as a state that as a retraction. But I don't think that's really a retraction. I think you're just kind of clarifying. Yeah, your, well, your position I mean, my it. position was that there was realistically no time that you needed to be a transformer and bust out your blaster out of your backpack. Oh, gotcha. And and that was really that was the position. That's where I'm going to say there's a little bit of a modification to my perspective. And that is under heightened circumstances, sometimes having that ability, and I'm talking under a very limited circumstance, that would be something functional. I mean, you know, I mean, it, but, and I'm talking about if shit got real, bullets are flying. But then again, if you are holding that, you become an instant target. You are a high profile tier one target. You are the guy that they want to shoot first, the police, anybody with a gun, because they're going to think you are a bad guy. Even if you have all your, you know, even if you have all your gray man bullshit on, you know, it's just, it just, it doesn't matter. They're going to be like, shoot him. That guy's got a big ass gun. So, I mean, that is, that yeah. is the thing. Like I said earlier, so, that's, I think that's really what got Kyle Rittenhouse in trouble was that he was out open carrying and uh, Rosenbaum saw him and said, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you because he, he assumed that because he was running around with a rifle that he was a Trump guy. And a lot of people assume that. And that's what forced him to shoot Ritten, uh, Rosenbaum. I can't say Rittenhouse. This what forced um, Rittenhouse to shoot Rosenbaum was self-defense based upon a negative perception that was inaccurate. And then that led to two other shootings because they thought that he was a, a wild shooter guy running around doing that because he didn't, that's one of the things Rittenhouse didn't realize is that he appeared very, very threatening based upon what he was wearing. And so that's one of the things that you got to understand that that's why I conceal carry. And that's why we should continue to conceal and not be open unless we absolutely have to is because you are posing a threat by doing that. You're making it clear to everyone that you're not to be messed with. And in some cases, people might see that as an invitation to mess with you because they realize, oh, if I can take this guy out, I now have a gun or I, I now have taken out someone who was armed and who was a threat. So it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to have that big bark, you got you to gotta have the bite to back it up. And you better be in the right situation to even deploy that, to make sense. You know, I mean, there's a lot of factors there. Like, I mean, with, I mean, with anything that's a, a bigger blaster, I mean, look with what happened with him, um, it's regrettable. It's a regrettable situation for everybody. Right. I don't feel bad for the guys that got zapped because they were acting stupid. I just yeah. wish that kid didn't have to have it happen. Exactly. I wish it didn't fall on him. I wish it would have been a situation that was a lot more, um, defined yeah. in terms of, I mean, where he wouldn't have had to even, he would have made a statement and it had been done instead of it going all the way to trial. Yeah. And I hate to use the, the, um, stance of well that's what you get for dressing that way he didn't know he didn't know what he was that he was getting himself into he just knew that oh yeah you carry a gun when you're going to be in a dangerous situation mm -hmm. and but he didn't he didn't realize that that could mean that someone's going to want to go after him and attack him so uh, it makes you a target right yeah that's yeah. that's the thing yeah because he said that if he would be able to do it again he would never have gone and that's why I didn't go to the protest open carrying like that that's why I only used it when I was a few blocks away and I was on my way to my car because mm -hmm. I, I knew enough that um, I didn't want to be in a position where I was using that on someone because I, I knew what it would mean. And it seems like he, he, he took it with him knowing he, that it's there to defend himself, but he never mm -hmm. expected to use it. And then when he, right. you can see the shock on his face in, the, in that first video when he shoots someone, he's like, I just killed oh, someone. Shit. And he's freaking out. He didn't know what to do, so he ran to go catch the police because he, he was just going off of his instincts. And 
unfortunately, that, that whole thing melted down and, you know, it all worked out in the end. He, he was found not guilty because it was self-defense and that was the right call. The jury got it right. I'd um, agree with that. Yeah. Celebrities are getting it wrong. I still keep getting videos of celebrities reacting to the case and I still keep getting that in my, my recommended. I'm like, no, you just don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost as like, it's almost like they, uh, they, they don't understand the law, but that's beside the point. I mean, fortunately they are getting the one thing about, um, Alec Baldwin, right? Like that shit doesn't work. You're full, you're full of shit. So I guess, I guess they're one for, they're, they're one on one right now on, on firearms related stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, the few so, celebrities yeah. that are calling him out are celebrities that are pretty pro gun anyway. They just don't talk about them all the time. Uh, I don't want to keep bringing that one up because I, I feel oh, right. like we've, we've covered Alec We've rode that pretty hard. We'll set that one aside until there's an actual update on that one. Well, um, um, to to clarify, though, I do not advocate ever trying to be a hero in terms of, you know, you're thinking you're going to save the day. That's not your responsibility. It's it's about protecting yourself or a third party that's immediate and you're in imminent danger. I, I It's absolutely something that if you're carrying a firearm, um, you should train with it. Um, you should be physically capable and fit because um, if you are not fit, you are out of time. You will run out of time quickly in terms of your ability to keep operating and moving forward. Um, but another clear thing is, is when I was talking about um, civil unrest in this country and groups maybe going actively kinetic with targets, I also do not advocate... Um, you know, political assassinations or anything like that. I think that we need to, before we ever hit a point in this country where we're trying to kill our fellow Americans, uh, that we need to allow the system to actually vote these people out of, out of, uh, out of office. We don't need to remove them forcibly because the outcome and the penalization of our rights um, will come under fire even worse and to a magnitude that we could not imagine. So I think that, you know, being, being, forthright and certain about your voting and trying to get that to happen is the best way to evoke political change. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have to continue to be responsible with it. Cause that's another thing I have issue with is people are like, Oh man, I wish someone would come after me so I could, I could do this to them. No, nah. I, I wish that no one would ever do that. And I, I nope. don't wish that upon anyone, but it's just, it's one of those things that we have to face the, the, uh, the truth on is that uh, violence happens it's natural it's real life yeah. yeah hey did you know i i heard i heard this I, I i can't verify it um but it was pretty funny um it was like a interview with uh kyle rittenhouse he said what'd you do after you got done and you were found not guilty because i went home played some call of duty that cracked me up <laughs> <laughs> i know the first, I, I like what he said that the first time he um he got out of jail um uh, when when he was still you know being charged with yep. that, but they finally bailed him out is he uh, had his lawyer going in him 50 chicken McNuggets and uh, well and, you know he is kind of round in the middle he probably knocked the shit out of that because <laughs> yeah, he's, he, yeah. he's in prison food for 90 days or whatever it was 86 days he's like I went home and I got some chicken nuggets <laughs> <laughs> got me some chicken nuggies and some barbecue sauce <laughs> you know uh, I don't, I mean, okay you know this has been this has been a crazy year would you not agree we've had a lot of a lot of awakenings and reckonings and things that we I mean, would have maybe yeah. been very jaded about before. Like, yeah, this is going to go down. I mean, and it started with a crazy. bunch of people breaking into the Capitol building and then it yeah. only got worse. It's uh, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it was a nasty year. It, 
uh, we thought that dude, 2020 was, was, was uh, crazy. Dude, there was a lot of good too. I mean, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like you got some of that win late, you know, you know, the, the, not to, not to make it sound as vital as it is, but there's certain things like, you know, when Afghanistan, the, the mistakes that happened pulling out there, no one was against, um, drawing down and, and leaving. You just don't fucking drop your pants and leave though. That's just not how you do it. You know, it's like zip up and bail. You know, I mean, you have to like, you know, there has to be an exchange of power and that, that was a huge thing, but that was also a huge move for, I mean, I hate to say it like the, the gun rights movement. You're like, you left $80 billion worth of war fighting capability in terrorist country. You're not going to tell me how to fucking put a stock on a gun. Fuck off. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that was very damaged. That was a positive. You had a huge case, a huge case that looked like it was obvious self-defense and it turned out it was it was self-defense and that is going to be something that's referenced from here on out in any self-defense shooting they're going to reference this case because it's monumental because it defines something um which was really good for our rights and upholding our rights uh i assumed i believed that potentially galane was going to end up hanging herself with like you know a shoestring or something before she made it to trial i am very disappointed in the lack of coverage and media support for this trial because i feel like it could have been extremely damaging to the group of people who were engaged in those acts and i think it would have brought a lot more public awareness so that's a loss but her getting caught up is a win and she did survive it so i guess that's a win for her too um but maybe we'll we'll hear more as time goes on maybe there's going to be some some books or some memoirs that that maybe implicate a lot of people who should who have been in the shadows that need to be that need to be shown for how evil they are or maybe she just talks to the people that can actually do something and she doesn't release anything publicly so that she doesn't get killed halfway through her list and the Ghislaine Maxwell blacklist comes out do you think Comey would be about that do you think that would be a thing? you think he could actually pull that I don't off? Know, I just want people who actually committed pedophilic acts on that island. Yeah. I want them to face justice. Well, uh, whatever that justice is. I yeah. don't care if – yeah. I mean I want it to be – I want it to be public because I want them to be run through. I'm talking about I, real I, justice, not not getting doxxed on YouTube by yeah, no, some idiot no. that doesn't know what they're talking about justice. I mean that's – that's bullshit. So I know that we've covered uh, obviously a lot of ground for our last episode of the 2021. But um, are there any things specifically that you are super thankful for um, for the 2021? So coming into 22. Uh, I feel like we did that with Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. But uh, that's true. Um, How about resolutions for 2022? Losing weight, like everyone else. <laughs> that's the most common resolution. Um, which I think I can do. I'm, I'm working out with a personal trainer. We're working on things. So I think I can lose weight. Um, I think uh, expanding conspiracy fact, getting on more more places would be great. More platforms. More platforms, uh, which we're already on. We keep get, getting put up on new new platforms as we go. So that's great. Um, we appreciate every one of you guys for sure. Absolutely. How about um, you, Bill? What are you looking forward to? Well, um, I'm not necessarily uh, looking to lose weight. Obviously, that's usually a byproduct that's getting fitter and fitter. Um, I've got to go into training for the race season. And I am also going to try to get out and shoot a little bit more and try to do some more um, 
very focused training, like uh, some a lot more range LARPing maybe this year. I've developed uh, several friendships with um, other trainers uh, that I could probably glean some information on from, and we can probably put together some training days to have everybody involved. That is something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Obviously, um, working on my ability as a parent um, and trying to be a good husband and father to my family, a good provider. Um, obviously trying to expand the mortgage business further, trying to help people get into homes. You know, that's, that's something that I've always, I, I got into that industry to help people and I'm, I'm having some good luck there. And it's very pleasant when you're able to help people that didn't think they could actually get into a home. And there's something magical about that to me, I guess it's, it's like that. It's like very, it's, it's kind of, it's gratifying in, in, in this, just saying in a small way. And of course, you know, just, um, making sure that you're always staying humble and and respectful um, of the people around you except online video games you got to talk mad shit during those otherwise they're no fun i'm pretty sure it's, um, it's legally required to talk shit when you're playing online dude, video games you talk mad shit on a video game but um other than that just try to keep stay humble and and just take care of business just try to just try to be the best person you can be every day that's that's i think that's the i think that's god's requirement i think you know you know just stay humble um, be penitent in terms of not being an asshole to everybody and just try to, you know, for lack of better words, keep the people close to you and, and take care of them. If you can help, that's it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Bill, it's been a great year and I think we're going to have <laughs> for some, it's been a hard motherfucking year for some of this. I'm just saying, but you know, for yeah, us, for it has not been bad. it's yeah. been a great year it's for been a great year for us. A good starting great. year. And I think, uh, it's funny with us, the stuff we talk about, I mean, the crazier the year gets, the better it is for the show. <laughs> I know. Hey, so, how bad is it? Well, it's good. So yeah. uh, if things continue the way they're going, I feel like the show's going to have a good year, but uh, I hope that the show has a bad year, if you know what I mean. I, I hey, did that, I tell... Uh, uh, oh, sorry, I mean, I'm going to say this just because, uh, guys, as you guys know, Wes and I are friends, but um, uh, did I tell you that a, that a fellow from... Uh, we, I was on a game. Dude from the People's Republic told me that uh, COVID started in New York. Did I tell you that? <laughs> I think you did. I was, yeah. like, I was like, wait, what? I mean, yeah, it was... And this is also a dude that actually... Uh, I, I, I mentioned this just before... Um, the dude told me that uh, children should not speak on important political affairs of world affair. And he's saying this to me. And I said, I said, you're right. Then you should shut the hell up because you have access to state run propaganda media. And that's it. I can look anywhere. I said, I dare you to say something about your leadership. I dare you. There'll be a knock at your door and your ass will be in cuffs. So don't tell me how free you are, punk bitch. So just saying. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm saying. Damn, Bill. We're pulling Dude. those punches, man. We're well, you back. know what? You, if I had told you all the other things I said, you'd have been like, good God. So, yeah, I, it was we we um, I think this guy is roughly probably the same age as I am. Maybe he's a little younger, but he's he's old enough to to know. And he told me I had no idea about the new China. I said it was a lot like the old Maoist China. It's probably exactly the same. So, I mean, you know, just saying just a new rapper, just same it. rules. <laughs> just, hey, nice new bow. Just go into the chat and type in Tiananmen Square. Yes, you'll be banned momentarily. <laughs> Tiananmen Square. Everyone signs out. Zip. He said the what words happened? we should not speak of. What was that? It's like magic words. It's like saying scat to a cat. See ya. Yeah, no, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you watch him scurry. 
I'm just saying. So anyway, um, obviously tell everybody, uh, I want to tell everybody happy new year. And obviously Wes, I'll speak with you before the new year's up clearly, but obviously happy new year to you, my friend. I'm so happy that we're still doing this and having a great time doing it. Yeah. And if this episode does not air on aftermath.fm on I'm be pissed. New Year's Eve at 6 p.m. as scheduled, you'll know that there's some kind <laughs> Does of... Does Wes got to choke... Hold on. Does Wes and Nisa have to choke a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad people enjoyed that episode. It was, it was fun to make. It's just... Goddamn. Because like, I, I had dude, I was so, so much tired. crap going on. Yeah, and I, I was up until 5, literally 5 a.m. is when I posted that my, episode. Dude, my voices were so jacked up. I didn't even use Charlie Murphy. I should have been, a with needs a Scrooge. I should have went there. I should have went. I should have used that because it had been very obvious. For the Ghost of Christmas Present, I just I realized you only said like two lines because we, we removed a lot of it. So I yeah. just lowered the pitch on your voice for a scene. It was hilarious. <sighs> uh, dude, Hearing I was... Uh... As Tiny Tim was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, the, I was thinking about if I'd have been Jacob Marley and I'd have used the Charlie Murphy, I'd have been like, yeah, we was gangster as shit. You know, I'd have been doing, saying stuff like that. It'd been really funny. But yeah, I'd have been like, uh, but we right. didn't. You and can, maybe we'll do it in the future. You can hear it in our voices as we went through we're the- smoked. I had to re-record, I think, maybe two lines, but some I left in because it was just funny. But you could tell, like, <laughs> like my, my narrator voice went from Ebenezer Scrooge da, 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 to like- <laughs> Yeah, sound like the ghost of Christmas path. No, um, my question was, I I was listening to it and I got out of the truck and I got back in. Did I miss the? Hey Scrooge, have you been smoking pale males? Did that? Did that? Did that make it in? Did I, that stay I in? Can't remember <laughs> because that cracked me. I must have been. You've been smoking some pale males, haven't you, man? You might want to cut back less than a carton a day. Damn. I basically I, I got done editing the whole thing and then I had time to listen to it all the way through <laughs> once and then I'm like, okay, it's good and I had to I had to post it immediately like i was in the process of like typing in the information to post it while i was listening to it and then just waiting to upload it what the most important thing is is that it didn't get aired it always allowed to our members which is really sad because that was probably i mean we laughed a lot i know there's a lot of outtakes um guys we had over an hour of footage that had to be that was cut down because of all the outtakes of us laughing so hard because we were saying stuff that yeah, just was, was way off script. It was about an hour and 10 minutes or something like that was what we recorded. <laughs> and then by the time I got done editing it, it was down to like 30 minutes. And yeah. I had to scramble to add stuff to get it up to even 40 to make it like actually passable. And even I was going to put all these cool montages and stuff in there, but I just didn't have the time. And even then I put hours upon hours in editing on it, way more than I normally do. And even then it's still, I mean, yeah. So it, it just it didn't... Um, didn't pan out, which we we did that whole episode. That's why we were upset about it because our whole goal was we thought, oh, cool, our episode's going to premiere on Christmas Eve, so let's do something Christmassy and fun. So we put all this work in, and then it just who the person that was responsible for setting it up didn't set it up to play, so it didn't play, and they picked the 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 way the, the system works is it picks a random episode to play, mm-hmm. and it picked possibly the worst episode to play yeah. on christmas eve like it was literally a horror movie one yeah, yeah. And, but it was like episode six and we're on like right now we're recording episode 43 so you know we found like, our voice there's like 35 yeah. episodes between that that, that and i'm just like one of all the episodes to play you pick like one of our oldest episodes it just it didn't fly with me i i, yeah. I was not happy i still haven't got an explanation as to what happened if it, I, it wasn't intentional from like i can gather but um I just maybe it was something as simple as they thought we were taking the night off, which didn't make any sense because the last time we took a night off, we got 
some very angry voicemails sent to us. So, um, oh yeah, 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 that's right. You I, know, I it's funny, Wes. For a while, there, I stopped posting on Fridays, and they they got upset. Yep. So, oh yeah, because it was like, why are you putting in the work? And then they were like, no, we need it. But, uh, dude, I'm gonna say this: when you said they didn't do it on purpose, yeah, and Anna and Nicole married for love. I don't believe you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, um, so guys, uh, if you guys love us the way we love you. Um, and we like to you know, whisper those sweet nothings in your ear. Wes has a specific email address that you could give all your love and attention to. We love monetary love. That's so again, what Wes loves. Conspirafactipjar.gmail.com. See that, that, look at that. And send a tip amount to that PayPal that goes directly to us. And we're going to use that on equipment. That's mm-hmm. our, our current goal right now. So we really And Wes is going to give you a big old kiss. See you. <laughs> Mm, we appreciate so you guys. Uh, we gave a shout out to someone here. I'm just giving shouts to people. Whenever I know their name, I'm just giving out their first name. I'm not giving out their full name because I want to keep them private. But I'm giving out the first name and the dollar amount. It, it can be any amount. If it's a dollar, we're grateful. If it's fifty dollars, we're grateful. It doesn't matter. The dollar amount is, is the, the fact that you were willing to give us your hard-earned money to help the support spirit. us. That means the world. So it's the spirit it's- behind it. It's the principle that you are giving to help us, and we truly appreciate it because it is helping the wheels turn just a little easier. Put some grease on them wheels. Um, and that being said, thank you, Paul, for that $50 donation. That was, that was wow, uh, very surprising and very appreciated, as well as everybody else, obviously. And Wes has access to the account, um, and that's why he's the one pulling up those names. And also, to double down, Frogman, I want to hear what you have to say about the Gray Man thing, just saying. Um, and I think Wes, I think... I think we're there, man. I think we're there. Oh, we're we're well over our time. We're 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 long, so I'm not, I'm gonna cut a lot of our bullshit out of this. Yeah, we were over a while, way long time ago. But um, yeah, guys, it's been a pleasure getting a chance to entertain you guys for the last year, and we are looking forward to another year of uh, entertaining and providing the information from the perspective of a couple of average Joes. Absolutely, I could not have said it better. Or worse, I get—I don't know, I, something like that. Uh, you know, I bet you Wes is going to say, "Watch the skies for us." <laughs> I've heard it so many times. <laughs> yeah, well, Sorry, as always, I'm Wes, <laughs> and I am Bill. And watch the skies for us. He did it. Look at that. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year, guys. I yeah, was tempted to say "fuck off." Oh, you should have. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.